I guess for lots of us, uh, Christmas time is a great time. It's a time of, of relaxation. Uh, I guess many of you are off work and enjoying a, a bit of a break. Uh, but isn't it true that really Christmas isn't going to be something which is going to change life? It's not going to be a life-changing event. It's going to be an enjoyable time, but within a fairly short space of time, we're going to be back into the, the normal pattern of life, whatever that might be. Uh, and yet what we see in the message of the Bible is that quite the reverse That Christmas, the first event of Christmas, is nothing less than life changing. Uh, We have to come to terms with it. We have to look at it. We have to see what is being claimed. At the end of that, we might decide to reject it. But then for the past 2,000 years, there have been people in every century in growing numbers, who have seen the relevance of Christmas and have said this isn't just a time of year, this is life-changing. So I want to give you just fairly quickly this afternoon just three reasons why the Christmas message, the message of Christmas according to the Bible, is life-changing. First thing is, it's rooted in history. The reading that we had opened like this. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. In other words, Matthew the writer is taking us back and he is saying, this is an event in history. This is something that really happened. You might think, well, fine. You know, maybe the idea of a, a census which caused a couple to end up in Bethlehem, uh, and she happened to have a baby, and there wasn't any room in the inn, and therefore he was put into a manger. Maybe. And that's precisely, in one sense, what Matthew is saying. But on another level, what he's saying is, if if we see the words there, this is the birth of Jesus, the Messiah. This is a unique birth, not like any other birth. But at the same time, I think that that very idea challenges pretty much all of our ideas of spirituality in the 21st century. Spirituality, for many people, perhaps for you, spirituality is the idea of being outside of the physical it's an experience it's something outside of the the reality of life it's something which is if you like it's an escape into some sort of spiritual dimension but the bible says the root of christian spirituality is found in the birth of a baby you know that as our little video said The reality of life, the the kind of reality of a mother having to give birth in a difficult situation because she was far from home. 2,000 years ago a baby was born. Spirituality? Spirituality rooted in history. 
an event. We read uh, in our reading, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 says this. And this is the verse that I just want to focus on for a few minutes. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's a fascinating set of words that came to Joseph. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. You know, that actually takes us back 700 and odd years before Jesus' birth to some words that are recorded in Isaiah where we read this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. But then, Matthew says, that the new message, although it's linked to 700 and odd years ago, it's looking forward as well because it says there that they will call him Emmanuel. What's going on there? I think remarkably, what it's saying is quite simply this. Jesus, a moment in history, 33 years, but connected to history past with the prophecy of Isaiah and connected to history future because people continue to say today, This was God with us. Emmanuel. Future past connection. Jesus at the center. So that's the first. Rooted in history. Second is this. This is a game changer. You heard that phrase, a game changer. It's kind of from a sporting world, but it's been dragged into all sorts of uh, of other areas. This is something which is so remarkable, which is so huge, which is so significant, that this changes everything. It changes everything. And that verse tells us why we would say this changes everything. Because we will call him Emmanuel, which means... God with us. God with us. That is the most ridiculous, the most crazy concept, the most obnoxious idea, the most offensive thought, or the truth. The idea that God is with us. But then that is just the kind of game changer we need. Back in uh, 2005, 26th of August, many of us will have been watching the TV to see the events unfolding as Hurricane Katrina smashed through New Orleans. On that day, Sarah Faulkner was on her first active duty as a rescue swimmer. The kind of people who jump out of helicopters, swim across the water, grab a hold of people, 
and drag them back to the rope. She didn't actually have to do that on her first call. She had to go out with the helicopter and hover above a building, strap herself to the rope and be lowered down. And as she came alongside the window, the mom handed her a little baby. Her little baby. The baby was too small to actually fit into the straps to secure. So Sarah was so conscious that for that very first rescue, she had to just hold this little baby close to herself and be carried by the winch back up to the helicopter. It was filmed. It hit national and international TV. She held on to that little one. And the little one and the parents were rescued on her very first operation. (laughs) But what's remarkable in that is just what we see at Christmas. You see, no matter how much the the helicopter was hovering above that building, it was impossible for that family to bridge the gap. They couldn't make the gap between themselves and the helicopter up there. They might know it's there. They might be able to hear it. They might be able to feel the wind from the rotor blades. They might be absolutely conscious that rescue might be up there. But it is useless until somebody comes down and enters into their crisis and enters into their world, and enters into the drama and horror of their situation, and takes a hold of a fragile little life that is facing immediate death, and holds on to it, and carries it securely to safety. You know, that is the message of Christmas. We need rescue. We need rescue from our situation of crisis. We need rescue. Now, if I look around and there's a whole load of you who I know well and I love you and I trust you, but to be honest, I can't think that you are in any better situation to rescue me. And the reason is, it's as though we're all in that room where the helicopter lowered Sarah to. We're all in the same situation. We actually need one to come from outside to enter in to save us. That is the message of Christmas. A little baby entering into the world. Augustine put it like this. He who through, sorry, he through whom time was made, was made in time. He was created of a mother whom he created. He who made man was made man. Isn't that remarkable? That's what Christmas says. That's the message of the Bible according 
to Christmas. God breaking into our world. Now when we think about that and we think about spirituality and we think about all of that kind of stuff and then we realise that is God, God himself entering into our world. I think the words of William Gadsby's hymn ring true. He said this, Oh what matchless condescension the eternal God displays claiming our supreme attention to his boundless works and ways, his own glory he reveals in gospel days. What matchless condescension that God would be willing to enter into the mess and crisis and disaster of this world. I've had many discussions where folks have this idea that God is somehow out there, disinterested. Christmas says that's not the case. How condescending of the God who created all things to enter into this world. But then if that is true, isn't William Gadsby's line true as well? That claims our supreme attention. We've got to stop. We've got to think. We've got to listen. If the Bible is claiming that God came into the world, this is not a cutesy season story. This is God breaking in. And therefore, he demands our attention. And at the same time, if it is rooted in history... If it is the game changer, then finally it meets our deepest needs. It meets our deepest needs. Spiritually speaking, in terms of the bleakness and brokenness of my sin and your sin, we need a saviour. And the only saviour who is worthy, who is worthwhile... Who can effect salvation is one who carries no sin. <laughs> and he reaches down when we can't reach up. Somebody recently, in fact, um, uh, trending on Twitter these past few days. The baby is proof has been trending. A few really interesting thoughts. Listen to this one. Christmas is not like heaven on earth. It is heaven on earth. And you say, well, it doesn't look like. But if God enters into our world, then surely he brings something of his supreme glory into this world. That's what John said. We have seen his glory. It's remarkable. Jesus looked just like any other man. He didn't glow. Wasn't, he didn't have the kind of ready breck glow around him that we see in so many medieval paintings. But when we see him, when we hear him, when he speaks, when he acts, he brings a supreme glory into this world. So Christmas is not like heaven, it is heaven on earth. 
How about this? God is not afraid to step into your mess. The baby is the proof. I know my mess. You know your mess. And God isn't afraid to step into it. He knows it all. All the things that you hide from everybody else, he knows. But he didn't stay distant. He entered in. He broke into this world. That's great news. But you know, God with us doesn't have to end when Jesus returns to heaven. God with us is exactly the promise he brings when he says, if you believe and if you trust in me, then my glory and my gracious presence will remain with you until I return. That is fundamental to the message of the Bible. That God is not distant. He wasn't distant 2,000 years ago when he entered into this world. And he is not distant now because by the power of the Holy Spirit, he dwells within those who believe and trust in him. I know that some of us here this afternoon have experienced that. But can I just say, for all of the experience, for all of the in the heart knowledge, the baby is the proof that the Holy Spirit is God's provision. Because somebody who comes into this world and lives a perfect life and dies and then comes back to life again and returns to heaven is so game-changing that I have to listen to what he says. And when he says, I'll send the comforter, I for one believe it.